0: Hello, everyone. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent guests we've had on JM in the AM. Rabbi Micha Greenland was with us recently, international director of NCSY, to discuss the NCSY essay contest. Here's my conversation with our Micha Greenland on JM Rewind on the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, our friends at the NCSY have announced an NCSY teen essay contest open to all 8th through 12th grade students. Uh, it is on the topic of uh, unity and diversity, what I learned about my Judaism from those different than me. And with us live via telephone, a pleasure to welcome the international director of NCSY, Rabbi Micha Greenland, back to JM in the AM. Rabbi Greenland, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM.
1: A pleasure to be back. Thank you, Rabbi Nechom.
0: I appreciate that. Before we get to the essay contest, I'm sure there are a lot of uh, curious people out there, including myself, about how things are going during this school year for all the NCSY programs and obviously you're following programs happening all around the world. I get that. And probably I would assume things are different in certain places compared to others, but what can you tell us about, uh, in-person programming, about things that are happening both during the week and on Shabbos to help NCS wires around the world?
1: I, it's really been an incredible emergence year. Um, definitely we have, we have, uh, in-person programming happening, happening pretty much everywhere. Um, in in all all corners of uh, of the United States and around the world, um, and that wasn't really entirely the case last year. We were we were running a lot of a lot of virtual programs last year. Uh, in in person regional shabbatones, which are our hallmark of our programming, uh, were not really taking place last year. There was an entire one year between uh, between April 2020 and April 2021 that we weren't running any in person regional shabbatonim. Wow. And there's a tremendous spiritual toll that I think our community took t- takes as a result. Um, and, uh, and, and it's been a, 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 a breath of fresh air to thousands and thousands of teenagers around uh, across the United States and around the world who have, who have just desperately needed those, those sorts of experiences.
0: Are things very different depending on where you are? And I'm not asking for details. You don't have to go through every state and every country's regulations. But I would assume that in some places, what you just described happens easier than in others.
1: Uh, there's no question. We do have we do have a, a national medical committee that that uh, that still is uh, is advising on policy. Um, so we have some policies that are in place everywhere for for overnight programming. Um, and, uh, and, and, definitely there are some places in the country where they're wondering, why are we still doing that? And, uh, and other places in the country where they think we should be, we should even be, be more stringent than, than the policies that we have in place, or we're doing, we're doing the best we can to, to navigate a, a middle of the road path that allows us to run safe and inspiring in-person programming and, uh, and, and still be sensitive to the reality that, that, uh, there is a there is a, a a contagious virus that is that is uh, that is make continues to make its round.
0: Rabbi Micha Greenland's with us, international director of NCSY. Plus, I, I would I just from what I know about NCSY, very often you rely on local synagogues, especially the larger ones, uh, for cooperation, for partnership, etc. And as we know, you know different synagogues have different policies and different approaches to all of this. So I would guess that uh, as uh, as as complicated as this whole thing has gotten for people, you know, in all aspects of community and synagogue life, uh, I, I would guess that, uh, each individual community and synagogue has to be worked with and dealt with to come up with the best solution possible.
1: Uh, it's without a doubt the case. And it's true of schools as well. Right. Some, some schools right. have, have, uh, have policies that are, that are more, more stringent and others more lenient. And, and, uh, and we really try to be in step with the, with, with the, the, uh, the standard in each local community um, as, we, as we set up programs, that particularly when it comes to a, a regional gathering of, right. of kids, let's say, from 10 or 15 different schools. Um, it, it, uh, it would hardly make sense for us to, to do that in a way that's, that's uh, significantly more stringent than the schools in those communities. Or significantly more lenient than the schools in those communities so there's been a lot of communication it's been an ongoing ongoing project for all of our staff people around the country to be in constant communication with their with their local rabbinic leadership and educational leadership and lay leadership to ensure that we're uh, we're we're running programs as safely as we can uh, but we can get things get things done and still be able to, to to provide the necessary inspiration, social interaction, education to all the kids we're working with.
0: You're international director of NCSY. A lot of people were skeptical that NCSY could actually take this model outside of this country, and they were all proven wrong. Um, Give me an example of where things are flourishing, a country or town, city, somewhere on this globe where all of us listening would be shocked to hear that there's a vibrant NCSY presence.
1: Uh, well, there's there's been an incredible recent recent uh, expansion of our programming in in Argentina. Wow, um, where Buenos Aires summertime there now, um, and, uh, and they've been running a series of summer trips, um, including summer trips from for, from from uh, from Argentina to the United States, as well as summer trips from Argentina to Israel. <laughs> uh, and there are a number of students from a recent. Uh, Argentina NCSY trip to Israel, um, who who were so inspired by the experience that they decided to spend the next semester in a yeshiva or a seminary. Um, Ten students from a recent, uh, recent larger trip than that um, decided to extend their trip and spend a, a, a semester studying in Israel. These were graduating, graduating uh, 12th graders and uh, and and as we speak there are there are 10 argentinian NCSYers who are who are uh, studying in the yeshivot or seminaries in Israel as a result of of that summer trip summer was was uh, <laughs> was, was 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 december but summer trip of uh, of argentina NCSY to to Israel
0: pretty amazing so
1: pretty uh, it is. It is, and really, uh, an, an, an inspiration for uh, for us, and a reminder that there are Jewish communities around the world that that uh, that need what NCSY has to offer—the the inspiration and the social interaction um, that that can be a shot in the arm, uh, which is so so desperately needed always, and particularly in the last uh, in, in the last couple of years where. Those have been hard to come
0: by. Rabbi Micha Greenland's with us. He's international director of NCSY. You've announced an NCSY teen essay contest, and we're encouraging uh, students and parents, everybody out there, to encourage the uh, uh, all the a um, through twelfth graders uh, to participate. It's called Unity and Diversity, an NCSY teen essay contest open to those in a through twelfth grade. It's a six hundred to eight hundred word essay on the topic of Unity and Diversity. What I learned about my Judaism from those different than me. Um, there's a, an opportunity to win a scholarship toward NCSY's summer program or gap year education program in Israel with first prize being a $3,000 scholarship. Tell me about the development of this essay contest.
1: What's so remarkable about this idea is that it was entirely donor generated. Um, there there was a, an incredible Jew in Chicago named uh, Mr. Les Sutker, all shalom, who who called me up a couple of years ago um, and obviously since since passed, and, and, uh, and he said, I've been a donor to NCSY for decades, um, and I have an idea for you. And, uh, and his idea was that we should launch a, an, an essay contest that, that, that allows kids from all over the country to participate in something um, that, that brings them all together, uh, where they're all writing on a similar topic, and, uh, and he said, I, I, I would want to fund the prize. Um, and his, his commitment at the time was, he said, I'm 98 years old. Um, I, I, uh, I'll fund the first five years of the prize. I can't promise after that. And I want, you, I want to write you a check in one shot because uh, who knows what will come. Wow. Um, and, uh, and I, I love the idea. He was a very special person. And, uh, and, and we, we launched we launched the contest. Um, based on that concept, um, and uh, um, and 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 really uh, um, weeks before uh, this is going to be the second year of the contest. We launched it last year, and weeks before the launch, he uh, he, he passed away at the age of ninety nine, and and uh, um, a, a really really special individual, but something that that uh, that now now gives him a legacy, and and uh, and as his wife. His wife, you but a look. told him, who should continue to live and be well. Um, it's something that that uh, that they're providing to the community as a as an opportunity to allow kids to write on something meaningful and uh, and potentially um, earn themselves scholarship dollars
0: towards towards a meaningful experience in turn. Essays can include lessons about your Jewish life and commitment you learned from those of either different religious background, different generation, or simply a different perspective you never thought of. How do you take a a difference and make it meaningful? That is the background question to the NCSY Teen Essay Contest of Unity and Diversity. What I learned about my Judaism from those different than me. You have to submit your essay by April the 30th. Um, So how many, were there a lot of submissions last year? Were you impressed with the response last year?
1: Um it was incredible last year we were had about sixty submissions um some very very impressive ones and, and ultimately, we chose three winners um and uh and we launched this this contest only about a week ago and we already have over thirty submissions this year wow. um but we we really the goal is to have as many as many participants as as we can and and the committee has to read hundreds of essays and they'll read hundreds of essays um it It really would be wonderful if uh if all your listeners who know a Jewish teen in grades 8 through 12 um, would, would be interested in participating, more information is at ncsy.org.
0: That's the website, everybody, that gives you the opportunity to fill out the form and to upload the essay and to get the information and to, to look and see exactly what it is that they're looking for in terms of the question that needs to be answered. The scholarship toward an NCSY summer program or gap year education program in Israel, first prize $3,000, second place 1500 and third place 500 Submit the essay by April the 30th, and as you heard, it's generously funded by the family of Mr. Les Sutker and Yabadul and Mrs. Ethel sutker every uh, piece of information you need at ncsy.org slash sa org slash sa students out there take this upon yourself it's a really really great exercise and a wonderful opportunity uh, to win something valuable and parents out there encourage your students To get involved go to the website ncsy.org slash sa rabbi micha greenland it sounds like ncsy even with all the challenges is having yet another amazing year uh big congratulations on the uh, essay hopefully you'll get a tremendous number of submissions in addition to those you've gotten already and continued success on this uh on this year it's a big big challenge for so many people in so many different organizations and for some reason it seems that you and your staff have risen to this challenge over the last couple of years really well and that should continue Amen. Uh, Thank you so much. Nachum, no, a pleasure. A pleasure. Amicha Greenland, International Director of NCSY SA Contest, ncsy.org slash essay, and you're listening to JM in the AM. That was my conversation with our Miha Greenland. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger, the Mashkiach Ruchani at Lander, he joined us recently to discuss the Chag that's coming up. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger, a recent guest on JM in the AM. Here he is on JM Rewind on the Nachum Siegel Network. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger is with us live via telephone. He is Mashkiach Ruchani of the uh, Base Medrash of Talmud at Lander College for Men in Queens. Uh, they have a major event coming up. Um, the Chag Hasmichah Ceremony and Gala Dinner is happening on March the 6th, starting at 5 p.m. at Terrace on the Park. They'll celebrate Lander College for Men's Beis Medrash Talmud's newest Musmachim. It's a Chag Hasmichah Ceremony and Annual Dinner happening that night, honoring, with the Harbatsa Satora Award, Harav Moshe Bamberger, uh, plus awardees include Rabbi Gre- Rabbi Lavi Greenspan, Dr. Michael and Benita Goldmeyer and family, Jordan and Shoshana Kaplan, Ira and Sarah Suss. And of course, they will recognize and pay tribute to the base Medrash Talmud, Musmachim. A uh, pleasure, Rabbi Bamberger, to welcome you to JM in the AM.
2: It's a pleasure to be here as always Nachum. Thank you so much for having me.
0: A pleasure and um and and what a nice occasion. A nice occasion happening in person, thank God. March 6th. A Chag Hasmicha. How often do Chag Hasmicha uh, ceremonies take place over at Lander?
2: I would say we have them about once every 4 or 5 years. Uh you know, we have to build up a uh you know, a, a group of uh that are um, we have really uh, we have so much pride in them. Uh, we uh, you know we don't just uh, shoot them out. We have to properly train them and uh, give them all of the hadracha necessary to become rabbanim. And uh, before we send them out uh, in whatever field they decide to to go into, and, and what, them, you
0: know, No, I'm sorry. I was going to say, what yeah. is the hadracha? In other words, uh, you know, how long are uh, young men in the semicha program, and what exactly are they undertaking? How would you describe it?
2: So it's a uh, it's a three year program. Uh, it involves uh, an element of yeridaya, which is the customary uh, part of uh Shochanarach that's learned uh, in order to get smidcha, as well as a uh, more practical element of uh, rabbanus, including halacha shabbos, halacha and other things that uh, a rabbi would uh, would need to know in order to properly serve his uh, congregants. Uh, but it's uh, it's a broad based uh, program. It's not only it's also, of course, the guidance uh, that they're given and the ability to uh, uh, have a certain Hashkafah uh, to, uh, to share with their, uh, with their congregants should they decide to go into the actual field of the rabbinate.
0: Now, are the young men doing this as they're pursuing their college degrees? Is happening after their college degree? What's the timing on it?
2: Yeah, after they graduate from the college program, uh, they begin, uh, if they choose to, to uh, stay in the Snicha program and um so they've already received a uh, uh an undergraduate degree and then they have a full day to uh, to engage in the pursuit of their their smicha uh studies
0: and in advance i was told and this was a good point that they brought up to me that the uh, uh very often the smicha degree if you will or ha- or actually you know obtaining the smicha is extremely helpful even in areas uh, that may be outside of the rabbinate you may have graduates and you probably do already of the smicha program, who have pursued other uh, types of uh, of degrees and other types of professions outside of the rabbinate, and yet this smicha program proves to have been very vital and extremely valuable to them.
2: Yes, uh, I'm looking actually as we speak at the uh, the group, the august group of Talmidim that are uh, our musmachim, and I would say maybe uh, 50% are actually either in uh, Rabbanis, Chinuch, or Kailal. But the rest are, are pursuing professional degrees and uh and or or they're in professions already. And uh and it is helpful because uh it gives you a certain uh grounding in terms of halacha. You basically uh know in terms of your own household uh what to do, in terms of kashras and in terms of Shabbos and, and other halachas that are pertinent throughout the uh the life of a of a person. But it's also uh, you know, as community leaders it's very helpful to be uh be knowledgeable in many of these uh, intricate uh, fields of halacha, and uh, and we've seen already, as you pointed out, Nachm, this is our first Haggas uh, Smicha uh, We've had uh, several others, and we've uh, we have many masmachim throughout the world, and and whatever they do, they're really more ambassadors of uh, of Torah, ambassadors of Hashem, ambassadors of Lander College, if you will. You know, just to be able to spread uh, goodness throughout the world, uh, spread terror, th- spread. Uh, uh, Kiddush Hashem, and, and really that's what we're all about.
0: A lot of distinguished honorees that night, by the way, including yourself, so we'll say Mazel Tov to you on that. Thank you, Nachum. I appreciate that. <laughs> not, easy to talk about honorees, but not always easy yeah. to talk about honorees when one of them is yourself. Chagasmicha exactly. ceremony at Gala Dinner uh, is happening at Terrace on the Park, March the 6th, starting at 5 p.m. Uh, you can go to Turo.edu for information, Turo.edu for information about uh, the event how how um i mean w- when when um, uh, y- you are serving as Mashkiah ruhani uh, a spiritual advisor a spiritual supervisor not quite sure how to uh, translate Mashkiach ruhani at lander itself do you get an opportunity to interact with both the smicha students and the undergrads
2: yeah i mean the the smicha students are really all of my talmidim as well because they've gone through for the most part, the grad, you know, the undergraduate, uh, college-based medrash, uh, part of the uh, of Lander, and so you know, I have a lot to do with each and every one of them, and uh, and then they go on afterwards, and and we remain very close. They continue to come, uh, many of them to uh, to my classes, to my schmuzen, to my Baden and uh, Shabbos, um, I'm the rogue here in the base medrash and Lander. So many of them live in the community, and uh, they they daven uh, with me. So yes, I, I definitely have uh, have a lot to do with uh, with them, uh, you know, beyond their graduation from Lander College itself and throughout the Snichel program.
0: And the role of Mashkiach Ruchani is often seen as one where you're an advisor on those making significant life decisions. Do you find yourself in those situations these days?
2: Yes, absolutely. I, I always say that Lander College, uh, really not just Lander College, this age of life uh, of a of a boy or a girl. Uh, a young man or a young woman, when they come back from Israel and they're 19, 20, 21, 22, these are the years that they're making the most pivotal decisions of their life. If you think about it, they're deciding on career, they're deciding on whom to marry, they're deciding on uh, their hashkafa, they're deciding on uh, on so many things that when they're you know, 90, 100, 120 years old, they will be molded and they will be shaped, and the whole trajectory of life is really very much uh, hinging on these few years. So it's a very, very, you know, important time uh, to have a mashkiach and to be able to speak to somebody, uh, to get guidance, to get counsel, to talk through your problems. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I see myself not as the, uh, you know, I, I don't claim to, to to know everything about everything, but i see looking back on my own life and many of the things and the challenges and the uh, and and that i that i went through personally I'm now able to uh you know to share with uh tell me them and to give them a uh you know uh, my own look on things and uh and i i, I think that it's very uh it's helpful to have that i think it's very, uh I, I know that they appreciate it and and it's wonderful to see when it works you know when you're able to give a person a good eight son and and, and it, you know it leads to uh either a great career path ahead or a wonderful Shakh or a uh, family life down the road you know i I stay in touch with uh, many many tell me them long after decades after they graduate. I'm still in touch with them either on the phone or by email or you know we go around I uh, have alumni events around the world uh, where I make a Tish. We just came back from uh, uh Miami we had a Tuvat. Uh, with about 30 alumni down there, in hmm. uh, Arctusral I go there. We have a Morocco together with all of our alumni there. So it's a, it's really a lifelong re- relationship. It's not something that ends the day that they graduate.
0: All right, Moshe Bamberger is with us. How about in general? Can you just tell us what it's like for a Smicha student uh, at Lander? What type of day they have? in a typical day.
2: A typical day would. You know, look like uh, they would come to uh, Shachris. Some of them come to my daf may I give at seven a.m. before davening, uh, and then they would, uh, you know, have a first seder uh, where they would generally learn what yeshiva is learning, and then in the afternoon they learn their uh, sections of the eretz. We have a wonderful staff on hola that teaches uh, um, the uh, the coursework of the Smicha program under, of course, uh, the rashiya Rivannis and Sachs. Uh, and then we have Rabbi Chaim Kershambam, and we have uh Rabbi Soko and uh Rabbi Ganak, uh you know many uh wonderful uh great olim that teach not only the uh the theoretical halacha, but the practical halacha. Rabbi Salwetzek uh is very uh, involved Rabbi Leon uh in in the program so we we really have uh superstars uh teaching and uh and the, the talmidim are really uh, very well equipped when once they have passed their uh, smicha uh, exams to uh, to take on whatever role uh, they're they're offered. Hmm.
0: The smicha program is going to be among the honorees. A lot of great honorees on the night of the chagasmicha ceremony and annual dinner. Uh, at Lander uh, at the Turo College University System. Chagah ceremony and gala dinner happens at Terrace on the Park starting on March 6th at 5pm. Uh, they will pay tribute to Rav Moshe Bamberger, who's with us live via telephone, by Lavi Greenspan, Dr. Michael and Benita Goldmeyer and family, Jordan and Shoshana Kaplan, Ira and Sarah Suss, and of course we wish a Mazel to all of them, plus the base medrash of Talmud Musmachim, an entire list of uh, of those who've accomplished the um, uh, the Smicha degree, if you will, uh, at Lander are going to be um, uh, recognize the night of March the 6th. Information, you can go to Turo.edu in the events section. They have uh, all the information regarding the Chag HaSsmicha. Rabbi Moshe Bamberger is the Mashkiach Ruchani at Lander. Anything you'd like to add, Rabbi Bamberger?
2: Yeah, I'd like to just touch upon some of the other honorees of the night. I sure. mean, I, I don't know why I was like to be honored, but uh, <laughs> I'd like to really uh, you know focus a little bit of attention on the other wonderful honorees. Uh, Rabbi Lavi Greenspan is very well-known. Uh, uh, you know, he's a, is a tzaddik, he's a wonderful person uh, who uh, is a human inspiration, a human muster Safer and he's very closely uh, associated with Lander. He's davened here a lot, and he, uh, you know, he's just uh, a lot of the uh, Talmudim and Lander have a lot of association with him throughout the years. So he feels uh, tremendous akhar satayv to the institution, and, and we're honoring him. Uh, Dr. Michael and Benita Goldmeyer and family. This is a, a wonderful family from St. Louis. Wow. Uh, they had and have uh all to- they have many children, but four of them, four of their sons are Talmidim, either past or present, inlander. So we uh we give them the family legacy award. Uh Jordan and Shoshana Kaplan are uh, the Alumni Commitment Award. Uh Jordan uh is an old and amazing Talmud. Uh you know he's he has a beautiful family. And he's a really prime example of what we produce here at Lander. He's a uh, you know, very successful in in the world of commerce, and he's also very committed uh, to Yiddishkeit and to uh, furthering uh, the the Lander mission. And uh, you know he's he's a uh, very deserved honoree. And finally, Ira and Sarah Suss, who uh, they live today down in in Boca. Ira is extremely uh close with myself uh we have a wonderful long relationship uh he uh, again also has a, a wonderful family and uh he's uh just uh he's an accountant and uh a vice president in a, in a large real estate uh, company down in florida but he is a, a walking kiddush hashem he's uh, uh just a constant uh inspiration to anyone that knows him him and his wife together are an amazing couple and uh, these are—he's uh, of course an alumni of Lander, uh, bringing us constant nachas. And uh, we're so proud to honor all of these uh, august people.
0: Amazing! Great list of honorees, incredible list of musmachim, and a great celebration uh, ready to uh, to be um, uh, to be featured. It's March sixth. Everybody at Terrace in the Park—the Chagas Micha ceremony and gala dinner. Uh, for the musmachim of the Lender Smicha program, great to spend this time with the Mashkiach Ruchani, Rabbi Moshe Bamberger. Rabbi Bamberger, uh, malzot to you on the award. Mild stuff to you on the uh, uh, on, on behalf of all the uh, musmachim, and thank you so much for joining us this morning.
2: Thank you, nahama Again, I just want to you know thank you for all you do uh, for Klal Yisrael. You're an amazing beacon of of light and uh, knowledge and inspiration. And uh, on behalf of everybody, I just want to be a shliach as as uh, you know, to, just to thank you for uh, for your constant uh, dose daily of uh, daily dose of uh, of Yiddishkeit and Satyra. Uh, thank you.
0: Thank you so much for that. Can't thank you enough. Rabbi right. Moshe Bamberger, Tuesday morning Purim cut at J.M. in the A.M. That was my conversation with our Moshe Bamberger. Mimi Jankowitz of Teach Florida joined us recently to discuss the program that went on with the governor of Florida. Minnie Jankowitz, a recent guest on JM in the AM, here she is on JM Rewind at the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, you may recall that just a few days ago, Sally Hess was with us live via telephone as we discussed Southern and and a tour that they had uh, embarked on entitled "Hate Ends Now." Remember, there was a uh, there was a um, a description by Sally of the cattle car that they were using and how. Really, uh how enveloping an experience it was for people who actually got to see it and and walk into it and just you know let their imagination tell them what that era of uh, of history was like. Uh, well, whoever expected that this uh, this tour, uh, this exhibit might make it to the uh, highest house of government down there in the state of Florida. Uh, we have a follow-up that's pretty amazing. Mimi Jankowitz is with us live via telephone. She's National Grassroots Director for Teach Florida. Many of us, of course, here in this area are familiar with uh, Teach NYS, uh, Teach NJ. Uh, There are other states, including Florida, that have a teach department or a teach organization, uh, courtesy of the OU. And Mimi Jankowitz is with us live via telephone. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM.
3: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: How did this exhibit that we spent some time on and, frankly, were really fascinated by. How did this exhibit end up in the highest seat of government down in Florida?
3: Well, actually, um, we all had a meeting when uh, Josh Joseph, the EVP of the OU, came down and the whole Florida team met. And uh, we, what came out of it when, they were talk, when Sally was talking about this tour was, how could we get this to Tallahassee? And what we do with the teach um, departments is we're all very active in our state capitals trying to advocate for more government funding for non public schools, including our Jewish day schools in right. Um So that's part of my job. So we decided, let's see if we can get this up to Tallahassee and to legislators. And that's what we were able to do with the help of a very good um, friend, a legislator, Chairman Randy Fine, who is the only Jewish Republican in Tallahassee. And has been the champion for Jewish school security and other issues in Tallahassee. and we worked together with him to uh, have an amazing event on the last Thursday. So
0: was it a formal program? Was it uh, you know, how did it work?
3: Well, we, um, the cattle car came up. We actually arranged for it to go to the um, Tallahassee Public Schools the day before, which was another um, important event. They don't you know, lots of people, um, especially when you're not in a major city with a lot of Jews in it, don't have exposure to holocaust um the holocaust experience so this was very powerful um we brought it to downtown tallahassee a block away from the capitol and um uh first thing in the morning on thursday morning the governor the president of the senate the house speaker the cfo of the state of florida jimmy patronus and um house member randy fine they invited um, all the legislators to come, and at 10 o'clock, we had about 40 legislators join them for a tour of the um, cattle car and a press conference with the governor. And uh, it was very, very powerful to have all these high-level leadership from the governor, um, you know, through through representatives uh, talking about there there is no place for anti-Semitism in. State of Florida and all the great efforts that the state goes to to make sure that that's the case.
0: Mimi Jankowitz is with us, National Grassroots Director for Teach Florida. What was the governor's reaction? Do you recall any of his uh, comments during the press conference? And what was his reaction in general?
3: Well, his reaction um, was that this very powerful. He's been to Yad Vashem um, several times and he said, you know, very few people have that opportunity. And the fact that this Cattle Car is going around Florida to give people exposure and understanding of the Holocaust and what comes of unbridled hate and violence is very, very important. He spoke a lot about his support for um, Israel. He's been a very strong advocate of stopping BDS. One of his first um, statements when he won the um, runoff, that wasn't a runoff, it was a recount for governor was about um, stopping the uh <clears throat> boycott of Judea and Samaria by Airbnb of the Jewish homes there so he's been a very strong proponent they also immediately took their money out of Unilever when the incident happened with uh, ben and, Jerry. ben and Jerry's so it was he it was very powerful and he spoke about the fact that there there's just no place for anti-Semitism in the state of Florida um and the great programs that they have and this these comments were, it was, all of, it was very interesting because many of us in that group had been to Israel on the governor's mission, so every, all the speakers kept referring to that moment when we went to Yad Vashem, and um, the governor is very proud of all the different agreements, and he spoke about this a lot. They made like a hundred memos of understanding with different Jewish institutions and uh, academic universities, businesses, while we were in Israel on that mission.
0: Mimi Jankowicz is with us. Uh, where's the tour now? What happened after Tallahassee? The uh, Hate Ends Now tour.
3: Well, it's going back around a little bit through Florida, and then it will be heading up the um, up in, through the South. And I think the next stop I know for sure is South Carolina, but they have stopped, I think in Alabama and Mississippi. And the hope is that this will grow and continue, just not, not throughout just the South, but through other parts of the United States, and we'll be able to bring it up north eventually on uh, the demand this was one of the most exciting things that came out of it during the entire day many legislators came through the um experience um and everybody walked out saying how can i bring this to my community wow. so Sally looks at me and he said we might have to build more of these cattle cars <laughs> there's such a big demand so it's very very powerful um i wanted to just tell you about one sure. representative he um represented zika who's from the west coast of florida He actually emigrated here from Kosovo, and his family, you know, experienced the many horrors that went on um, in the, uh, I think it was the 80s and 90s, Mm -hmm. you know, the decimation of their community um, and the big wars between different factions. And when he came out of there, he was crying. Uh, It was just too very reminiscent, he said, of his experiences, and it was very powerful. And, uh, of course, he is very eager to bring it to his community.
0: Wow. You know, we we touched on this with Sally, and I'm sure you feel the same way. It's unbelievable how this one object can completely change. I mean, this tour would be much different if it was just people speaking about uh, history. Uh, The fact that uh, people are able to experience it and have this experiential situation is just, it's remarkable how it could transform someone in an instant.
3: Yes, 100%. And, you know, for those of us who grown up learning about the holocaust uh, my husband's parents are survivors it, we are very um, knowledgeable but when i was in that experience i, I was shook to the core yeah. by by it it's a very very powerful experience and i can only imagine what it means to you know young people who really know very little about the holocaust um what this what this how this could transform them and that's what we hear is happening um, and to see that with the legislators coming out, every single woman that came out would give me this huge hug. <laughs> you know, they were just very emotional. And uh, hopefully, it's going to have a long-term impact, not just you know a short-term. Wow, that was an amazing experience, but a very long-term impact to um, educate and uh, teach people yeah. about the need to stop this from happening again.
0: No question about it. The Hate Ends Now Tour, kudos to Southern NCSY, kudos to uh, the legislature down in Florida for for accepting the uh, invitation to be one of the stops on the Hate Ends Now Tour. Now, as you heard, uh, this tour is going to start Heading north. Uh, a word before I let you go, Mimi. A word about Teach Florida in general. You know, we we are familiar and speak about often the uh, because you know we we want listeners and parents to get involved about Teach NYS, Teach NJ, etc. And we know that up here, you know, we're used to a certain um, a, a certain a political bent when it comes to our state legislatures. Florida, uh, you know, we all from, from this vantage point always seems that they might be more open uh to um uh, to things like vouchers and supporting private education et cetera. how would you evaluate the way things are going with teach florida and the uh, the state legislature down there
3: uh it's definitely a different situation because we're um they said school choice is a very popular thing here also would say in in Pennsylvania our teach Pennsylvania our these two states have school um scholarships that are sponsored. you know programs of the state. Their tax credit scholarships are actually funded, in the case of Florida, some of the scholarships directly by the state. Uh, So it's a very, very different story. There's great programs happening, of course, in New York and New Jersey with STEM teachers and other things. But here in Florida and in Pennsylvania, we have tax credit scholarships, which is uh, where corporations can actually give money to um, scholarship funding organizations and get a dollar for dollar tax credit with the state. Uh, that has funded 100,000 or so kids to go every year to have a choice to go to non-public schools. And what the legislators has done is they keep expanding the income eligibility so more families are eligible. And now they have more kids for unique abilities eligible as well. And some of this in state floor is more fun. They've increased the funding from the state and increased the eligibility. So this year, 50% of children in Jewish day schools are funded on these scholarships. And it's a, been a, it's a huge shift that our community is able, more people are able to attend Jewish school, more families are less stressed to go to Jewish day school, and the schools have the stability in their funding because they know year to year that this money will be coming in that this, because the scholarships are renewable every year. You don't have to requalify. Pennsylvania has their programs a little bit different, but they also have families being supported Almost completely to go to Jewish day school in Florida, it's it's a seventy five hundred dollar a year scholarship. So oh, right. it's a it's a big difference. But you know each state has its advantages, and eventually we hope to see that you know each state. Um, I actually work on a national level that each state will be eligible for uh, you know much more funding. However, the programs work. It's it's, it's so critical that families have. That help the schools have that help, and that our Jewish kids have an option oh, to have an amazing Jewish education.
0: That's an understatement. They certainly need the. Everyone needs the help. And the truth is that, as I point that every time we have this type of conversation, years ago we never thought any progress would be made on this issue, and look just how much progress has been made, which is pretty amazing.
3: Yeah, it's been a. It's a. You know, to wake up every morning and know I get to do this, and I think every one of our team members feels this way that we get to work to help our. Um, Expand Jewish education, improve Jewish education, and be uh, helping to build the next generation of Jewish people. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal reason to get up in the morning. No question about
0: it. Uh, well, again, kudos to Southern NCSY. Kudos to Governor DeSantis down in Florida for being part of the Hate Ends Now tour. And the Mimi Jenkins, National Grassroots Director for Teach Florida. Thanks for uh, reviewing the event with us and continue your amazing work with Teach Florida.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me this morning. A pleasure. A good
0: day. More coming up. It's nine minutes before the hour. That was my conversation with Mimi Jankowicz. Rabbi Yaakov Gifter was with us to talk about the Derek Haim fundraiser and to introduce some music from the Gifter family. Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, a recent guest on Jam and the AM. Here he is on J.M. Rewind on the Nalcom Siegel Network. Well, there's a brand new selection that we got from the Gifter family. In fact, Rabbi Yaakov Gifter is scheduled to join us in a couple of minutes because... Um, Yeshiva Der Chaim is about to kick off its charity event. This is called Around the Piano with the Gifters. Around the Piano with the Gifters. That is the uh, name of the selection. And um, we're going to play that for you first. He's scheduled to join us here at JM and the AM. Around the Piano with the Gifters. We'll call it brand new on a Monday morning broadcast Here at J.M. in the A.M. Let's see if we can get this started. Around the Piano with the Gifters at J.M. in the A.M. Daar Around the Piano with the Gifters, it's brand new, it's a debut, and it's uh, pretty amazing. And Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, who is the Director of Development at Yeshiva Derech Hayim in Brooklyn, and they have a big event that's, uh, well, they're in the midst of a big event, and they're also kicking off a big campaign. Uh, we'll explain the whole thing coming up. He's with us live via telephone. Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, welcome to JM in the AM.
4: Good morning, nakum Great to be here with you.
0: Why is that selection part of the Yeshiva Derech Hayim charity event?
4: Well, so it goes back to, I'm going to say about six weeks ago, we were strategizing about the campaign, and uh, our consultant is Yaakov Ginniger. Ah. Um, we were talking, he was on, he was talking from, you know on the phone, and I'm sitting with my colleague Rabbi Avi Geffner in the office, and in the middle of the conversation he says, you know, Rabbi Gefner, can you just pick up the phone for a second? And I'm thinking like, okay, what's going on here? He had this idea that we're gonna do this selection because my son and his son are friends. So my son goes over to his house periodically and they jam together. And one night he came out of his office in his basement and he hears somebody playing piano and he's thinking to himself, who is that? And it was my son. So he introduced himself, what's your name? And he says, oh, I'm, I'm working with your father now. He goes, yeah, you know, my son was aware of what was going on. And um, so at the time, he said to himself, you know what, usually, you know, for these types of events, they hire out, you know, different talents that are available. So he asked my colleague, would you mind if I ask Rabbi Gifter to do something with his family? And he said, no, go right ahead. So he put the phone back on speakerphone, and uh, he said, (laughs) Rabbi Gifter, how about uh, doing something with your kids?
0: And the rest is history, huh? (laughs) <laughs> yep. So it, it, the uh, and, and look, what you just described is exactly it. When these uh, when these um, uh, uh, online campaigns go on, very often people, or I should say, the organizations are trying to provide content, trying to provide something special, and you're doing the same thing. And this is one piece of what's happening during this whole campaign. Um, the the 36 hour charity campaign actually starts later today. Is it? Would that be accurate? Tomorrow, 11 a.m. Tomorrow morning. All right. And people can go to charity.com slash YDC to check out uh, everything about the uh, campaign. And again, that starts uh, early tomorrow morning, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time and goes for 36 hours. Now, it, it tell Before we talk about the content and uh, what's been going on and what will be going on between now and the end of the campaign, tell everybody what is Yeshiva Der
4: Okay, so Yeshiva Derech there they're around for 47 years. I, I will just uh, tell you that part of the special, uh, you know, um, idea of myself doing something with my kids was that I'm not just the Director of Development in the Yeshiva now, but I myself am an alumnus of the Yeshiva. Oh, wow. So when the idea came about, I felt very proud to be able to do something on behalf of the Yeshiva and help the Yeshiva with their campaign. Um, but like I said, the yeshiva's been around for 47 years, and the incredible thing about the yeshiva is that the devotion and dedication of their abeyim have not changed in 47 years. I can tell you, as a Talmud, I remember the devotion and dedication that their abeyim had to me. And even after I left yeshiva, in the periods between when I was a Talmud there and when I came back to work there, um, I kept up the relationship all the years with, um, I could say, almost every rebbe in the yeshiva and uh it's just it's a it's a real pleasure to be able to give back to the Yeshiva for the yeshiva that gave so much to me
0: and uh the Yeshiva serves which grades
4: so it's a base measure and a Kail, so you know well, I came in nineteen eighty nine I was one of the youngest guys there. I was seventeen at the time, and you know then I was the youngest or second to youngest bur in the yeshiva. Now they have a lot of boys that uh are coming out of eleventh grade. But it's primarily a base on the
0: Some of the things that have been happening, I mean, there have been special messages in shiurim. There's been a Parsha uh, Javur Shir and many different things that are happening in terms of uh, uh, the Torah aspect of, of the content for the campaign, which, of course, is important. I get it. Uh, but in terms of um, some of the highlights musically, in addition to what you've done, uh, you've uh, uh, you, you you've already posted the highlights from Joey Newcomb, correct? That's that's already up there, so people can check that out at the charity campaign. A Rebbe's Roundtable went live yesterday uh, for Mm -hmm. for people to enjoy. Six questions you need to know. um, You you need to to know the answers to. Uh, That's uh, being done by one of the Rebbeim as well. And the Rosh Hashiva, actually. I apologize, the Rosh Hashiva, i yeah. emotional Pluchuk, so my apologies. And everybody out there has an opportunity to check out all this content and be part of the campaign. If they enjoy the content, they like reading up uh, in terms of what they see uh, online regarding the yeshiva, then you're hoping that people will take advantage of the opportunity to sponsor something at the yeshiva and know that every single dollar that they give starting at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning is being doubled for this campaign. It's a pretty ambitious campaign, by the way. We're talking about a lot of money here.
4: Yes, I can tell you that, uh, first of all, the campaign is already in um, pre-donate mode, which means that even though the campaign goes live tomorrow at 11 a.m., when they go to the site today, you can already donate, and uh, the money is being doubled already.
0: And it's a $1.5 million match, which means that uh, you want a lot of people out there to come through and you know, enjoy the content and read about the yeshiva and, uh, and give whatever they can.
4: Correct. I will say that there's something there for everybody, whether it's Torah, Ashir, whether it's music. There's a phenomenal speech that's going to be live on the site tomorrow from Rabbi Pesach Kron. Uh, I, I, I I can't give anything away today, but I will just tell you that it's 24 minutes of something that you will enjoy without a doubt, no matter the age.
0: All right, as I said, a lot of great jurim a lot of great roundtables. Uh, the Joey Newcomb piece went live yesterday, and that's available as well. And if you go to the charity website, you could find it on the campaign. It's charity.com slash YDC, charity with a D dot com slash YDC, 36 hours officially. But you could already start donating now. Every single dollar is doubled. And um, when you're supporting the yeshiva, as Rabbi Gifter mentioned, you're supporting an institution that's been around for quite a while. And, uh... Uh, I know that obviously you have alumni and people familiar with the yeshiva, but in this case, uh, I'm sure you want to see this go international and people appreciate the fact that the yeshiva does what it does and that they're willing to give to support it.
4: Absolutely. I want to see it go international because our alumni are international. We have uh, alumni in Eretz We have alumni in Mexico. We have alumni in, I believe, Italy. Um, but you know, and many other places, Canada, whatever. They, they, our alumni are all over the place.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's that's one of the ways you know that you've uh, that the Ashiva has done uh, a good job. Uh, yeah. as, as they're influencing Jewish neighborhoods and communities around the world with their alumni. There are many different sponsorship options. Again, it officially goes live tomorrow, but you can donate right now to support Yeshiva Derech Chaim. How do people access what we just debuted, which is uh, around the piano with the gifters? Because I'm sure people will want to uh, experience that as well.
4: So tomorrow on the site at 11 a.m., it will be posted there together with the uh, speech from Rabbi Krohn. There will be a feature presentation of the about the yeshiva, so somebody who is not familiar at all with the yeshiva will be able to watch a short video a clip and they'll get an idea of what the yeshiva is about. And also the captivating shear from the Rosh today will be posted as well. So there will be four videos in addition to all the videos that have been shown until now, I believe will be at the top of the screen, the four new videos. And then, you know, at the bottom, there'll be the videos that have been shown already in the past few days.
0: So when we say we had a debut today, uh, you really meant it, because no one's going to be able to access this until tomorrow when they get to the site. Correct. Around the Piano with the Gifters. Hope you enjoyed that, everybody. You'll be able to access it tomorrow, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Support Yeshiva Derech Ha'im. And um, uh, as Rabbi Gifter mentioned, it is a uh, a a long-standing yeshiva with a great reputation, and in this case, a very uh, lofty goal, which I hope they will achieve with all your help out there. They certainly can achieve it. Rabbi Yaakov Gifter's director of development, yeshiva Derech Hayim. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks so much for that musical debut.
4: Thank you. Hope to
0: provide another one next year. <laughs> already looking forward. More coming up at JAM in the AM. Yeah. That was my conversation with Arayakov Gifter. Thanks so much for tuning in to JM Rewind. More coming up. Keep it here at the Alchum Segal Network.